This is the Humerian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. Here we are with the Humerian Health Podcast. Again, That's right. Talking really fast because I maybe Why should have had that? less coffee rush, today. I don't rush, know. Rush, let's rush it. Not rush, thrush. Oh, thrush. We're talking about thrush <laughs> in a rush. I feel like that's an 80s rock band. It's a 90s rock band. I'm pretty sure it was Uh, next to Black Sabbath. I don't (laughs) Nice. Well done. Okay. Now that we've gotten our really poor musical references out of the way. Yeah, that's really true. We're going to talk about Thrush Thrush. today and what it is. And I will confess right up front, not had a baby that's had Thrush. So you're going to have to let me out. Don't have to be a baby to have Thrush. How's that? There's new content. Now I'm scared because I've read about it, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure I want to be an adult thrush. that has thrush. Adults so get thrush. Let's talk about what thrush is. Yeast. I. It's yeast. It's like what you put in rolls. No. So I read online. If you, it's. A, I read something that said if you notice a strange white rash inside your mouth, you may have a condition called thrush. Yeah. So it's a white rash in your mouth. That's what it is. Yep. And it's yeast. Right. And apparently babies get it because I was talking to some friends that are in like mommy groups and things. And it's, and it's a thing. And when do they get it since you're on a roll? When do babies when get do it? When do babies get thrush? I don't know. I didn't get a chance to Usually ask Usually after antibiotics. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. When you take an antibiotic and it affects then the bacterial infection, quote unquote ear infection, yada, yada. Then we usually end up with susceptibility to mold fungus yeast. Interesting. Yeah. But like, it, um, like athlete's foot. Like, kind of happens. And, and, and um, adults get it when they've had multiple rounds of antibiotics. Makes you highly susceptible to it. Is it the only time babies can get thrush is when they're on antibiotics? I don't think no? so. I think they're because you got diaper rash, which is yeast. Yeast. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Is that thrush? Do they consider no, diaper rash thrush? No, they call different. it different. Diaper rash okay. is a little bit different than that. Or when they get the little dimples and they're painful and, yeah. Gotcha. Same type thing. That's more like athlete's foot, kind of, but it's baby form. Ba- the baby, baby form. form of athlete's foot? Yeah, absolutely. I like it. Isn't that something? Yeah. So, so I'm do sure you have to? No, you don't. The baby could have compromised the immune system. The baby could have developed it from mom. Um, it's possible. Okay. It's just... Not as likely. Gotcha. Common to follow in an antibiotic to get thrush. You make them susceptible to it. Gotcha. So it's kind of like stick your tongue out, use your toothbrush, and it doesn't come off. Kind of tells you also that you didn't, that you have thrush too. Hmm. That's another okay. way to kind of look at it. Or you can get a little bit off, but it doesn't all come off. That, yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Thrush is common. Interesting. So in asking our mommy groups, I'm, they all mm. knew what thrush was. That yep. one, So that was an education point for me. Sorry, folks, you had to sit through two and a half minutes of educating <clears throat> me on what mm-hmm. thrush is exactly. But the things that they had questions about or that we were talking about sort of offline mm-hmm. were, can you avoid getting thrush altogether? Like, are there precautions you can take? Um, are there ways to treat it other than the typical ways that if you <clears throat> go to your doctor that they that they give you treatments and things like that? Mm-hmm. Can you Can you get rid of it completely? Like, once you have it, do you always have it, right? So let's start maybe with the top, which is, can I just avoid getting it? And I'm thinking, let's talk babies, because I think I did read somewhere that I think babies are like 90% of the population that gets thrush. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a problem mm-hmm. with kids and moms that breastfeed and things like right. that. Well, so and, thinking and, about and the come kids. On. kids Half escape. the reason is because they see this on their baby. They think something horrible is going to happen and they flip out. I mean, mamas are really worried. I mean, they're, they're almost, t- 
I don't know. To me, sometimes we are making moms feel as though, oh my gosh, i got to do everything perfect or something terrible is going to happen to my baby. And of course, you want to be watchful and careful and things like that. But we almost, you know what, the, what, want the best for your child. I wanted the best for my three children. But thrush has been around for a long period of time. It doesn't harm the baby long term. But you also don't want it there because it is some type of a infection of some sort. And probiotics and things like that and certain types of mouthwashes help. Um, and they get better. But mm -hmm. most commonly, post-antibiotic, you'll get thrush more often. Now, there's going to be the one that calls up and says, my baby never had, but has thrush. And it does happen. Mm -hmm. It's more common. Now, why do babies get it more than? I don't have a good reason. I guess we'll have to talk to you-know-who. <laughs> do you think Dr. Bentley will know? I think he'll have a pretty good idea. Mm, but, and it'll That's be later, slight though. and interesting. That's later, though. Mm -hmm. So, I don't hear you saying there is Prevention. a way to prevent it Well, guess what? Preventing it is how healthy you can keep your child. Okay? We know if you go through the, all the stuff, if you are able to have a vaginal delivery, child's going to do better. If you're able to breastfeed for a longer period of time, child's going to do better. Mm -hmm. uh, if the mother eats a very, very good diet so that the type of milk doesn't have allergens in it that cause ear infections or other types of things, that's the best you can do. Baby gets good sleep. Whenever you start introducing foods, you introduce foods that it doesn't have problems with. When you introduce formulas, that happens to be a formula it doesn't have allergic reactions to. When you look through all these patterns, you do the best be you can, and yeah. then you react to it. Because unfortunately, if baby's doing great, you don't do anything, right? Mm -hmm. You just do the best you can, which 99.999% of these moms are doing fabulous. They're doing a great job, and the baby's going to do fine. But they do want to know, what do you do? Well... Mm -hmm. Probiotics one of the first things. Then there's some mouthwashes and a few things that the pediatrician will use with it. And But can you absolutely know that you're going to prevent it? Absolutely not. I had one kid that had ear infections. Why? Because it was dairy. And I kept saying to their his wonderful mother that I think it's dairy. Well, no, it's not dairy. Got to have the dairy. And then the second child came out, had the exact same reaction, stopped the dairy. Ear infection went away, didn't have a problem. First one had thrush, second one didn't. Why? No antibiotics. For us. Mm -hmm. But everybody's different. Everybody's different. So what is the typical, so I go to the doctor and my baby has thrush. I'm, maybe I've self-diagnosed because I do that sort of thing. What's the doctor going to tell me? Because I already admitted I don't have a baby Yep. doesn't have thrush. So, I mean, what's the like? What's the typical course of action that these moms are well, facing? I think one of the first things that the doctor does, but we're going to leave most of this Dr. Bentley because that's his show. That's fine. Okay, but I know one of the first things they're going to do, because I sat there when this happened, is that they're assuring the mother that it's not a thing long-term, that there's not something that they have mm -hmm. to worry about that's, that's very, 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 very few that there's of any concern long-term except for you want to try to get it cleared up and try to prevent it okay. in the future. So the first thing is you assure the mother that, yeah, it looks, good, looks bad, but hey, we'll get through this and it'll be mm -hmm. fine. So that's the first thing is reassuring the mother. I think that's what most pediatricians do because mom thinks something bad's going to happen. Mm -hmm. okay? So that's what I think. But as for <clears throat> active treatments, I haven't had kids in a long time, and <laughs> I'm not going to have for a long time. You have kids. They just are They're old and old and graying. Yeah, what? Yeah, they're that. Anyhow. <laughs> Decrepit. Decrepit. I, I always just go with graying because they are, which is kind of interesting. Some. Some? At least one. The one that's gray. right here. Gray. 
Anyway. But um, but I think Dr. Bentley would be much more up to date on what type of treatment protocols and recommendations okay. and newest well, we solutions and all that. So I don't really want to go yeah, yeah. there just because I think I think that's his realm of genius. He is a genius, isn't he? Well, in his own mind, he's great. Well, right. He really is. <laughs> and for real, he's yeah. actually really great. He is, yeah. he is, he is. Yeah. So I would say thrush, one of the first things is it's not a terrible thing. It is mm -hmm. something to address. There are action steps to be taken. Uh, and then we'll clarify that and uh, the show kind of pulled together. Perfect. Okay. So let's uh, get Bentley on the line. Let's and do it get, now. Get the Come gut on, check. save I us. Know, right? What do you do with this tongue gut thing? Check. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the first question we had actually, we got to talking about thrushes a disease state or is it a disease state? A well, thing? It's, a that you have? it's a thing. It's something that so we people were don't about, like. We were, we were talking about what, what it is. And so, of course, me being the dis discontent, yeah. malcontent. content. I posed the question, is there a way to not get it? I mean, yeah, like yeah, we talked yeah, a lot yeah, about yeah. people get it and what do, you, what do you do with, if you yeah. have it? So my question, and then questions actually that came in from our um, the moms and the mom groups that we that we talked to, they were like, is there a way just to make sure my kid doesn't get it? And typically, again, right? Like we've had it. Mm -hmm. Can mm -hmm. we just do something mm -hmm. to prevent it from happening again? Mm -hmm. So we thought maybe that would be a good way to start out. Before it's a we get new into, way of saying how you get it. Well, how do you get it? But okay. but really, how it do you not? A lot, but how do you not get it? Because it sounds yeah, miserable. Yep. I have not experienced this. Okay. But okay. those that Rush. have seem to think it's, or have seem to say that it's <laughs> or the terrible. white tongue disease. The white tongue disease. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So maybe yeah. How do you get it? How can you not get it? <laughs> how can you not get it? How can you get it? How can you not get it? <laughs> yeah. That's the same Which question. One? It's the same question, it but is, backwards, and it's all going to pose because if I tell you how not to get it, I'm going to say don't get cancer, don't get AIDS, don't <laughs> use to overuse mouthwash, um, don't get don't get type two diabetes, what? don't I take do antibiotics for a Wait, long period of time. How does cancer have? What does that have to do with See? getting thrush? Oh no, See? we're not what? do that. Yeah. No, all right, no, don't do it. Thrush. We're going to talk about thrush. We're going to talk about thrush. Let's start with thrush. I'm more afraid. Why don't you, you just start where you, you do you. You it's start where you minor, want to start. Isn't it considered a, a minor condition for children? I mean, it's not But it's a, a major, major condition to children's mothers. Yes, yes, have that's it. Repeatedly, it. That, that, that so. is a very good clarification. <laughs> so let's just be straight about that. <laughs> I'll agree with that. Okay. All right, so you start where you want to start. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But don't start with the big C. I don't even like the word. That would be cancer. Oh. Seriously, you know OLs and ALs, Karaoke but you don't know the big C. really what I was thinking about, but that's, <laughs> that's all right. That's K. I thought oh, it was... is it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, for real. So Thrush. Yep. Thrush is also is known as... It is not a rock band. It is not a rock band, no. <laughs> but Thrush is also known as oral candidiasis. Oral candidiasis is a, an infection, mm -hmm. an overgrowth of part of our microbiome. Our microbiome mm -hmm. contains viruses, molds, fungus, and bacteria. So with that said, candida is a specific fungus that is part of our microbiome from our nose down to our rectum. And it's allowed to populate. And so like spiders keep the insect population in check. Um, our part of our microbiome keep candida in check and it keeps it from overgrowing. However, there are situations that allow this to overgrow. So some of the reasons that people can do it. So, well, I'll give you a classic example is oral steroids. A lot of children will take them for asthma mm -hmm. um, and take an inhaler. They're told to go wash or swallow water, swish water around and get rid of that, mm -hmm. um, whether it's fluconazole or whatever they're taking right. um, and the, for the steroid mm -hmm. to wash it out because it acts as an immune suppressant. And when you suppress the immune system, well, then you're going to mess the microbiome in that area, and it's going to allow candida to start to thrive. Makes sense. And it starts to so overgrow. So even something that's 
is part of your biome can overgrow. Yes. So it becomes an opportunist. Mm-hmm. So it looks for the opportunity to start to overgrow <clears throat> and make its presence known, mm-hmm. so to speak. So it just like kind of puts its flag in the ground and says, we're here, guys. And it starts mm-hmm. to overgrow and it starts replicating and growing and budding and budding and more. And it looks whitish. Yeah, it's like cottage cheese. Um, and it can be on the back of the throat, on the roof of the mouth, on the tongue. Um, or it can also look like, like a very... That. Always in the yeah. mouth? Uh, well, actually, oh. it can go systemically through the entire gastrointestinal right. system oh, really? into yeah. your bloodstream as well. So you can have not sets. common, but it can yeah. happen most of the time. How about antibiotic use? Does that predispose you? Absolutely, because antibiotics again, it's kind of like go, throwing in a nuke bomb that just goes in there and kills everything in its way. Mm-hmm. Um, because most antibiotics that are prescribed are not necessarily um, specific to a certain bacteria. Mm-hmm. A lot of the antibiotics are, you know, you want to cover a broad spectrum because when someone comes in with an infection, and, and here's the reality: mm-hmm. a patient comes into me, they've got a massive bacterial infection. We don't know what it is. But so we got to culture it. Well, it's going to take two to three days to culture it and find out exactly what it is. And, and how do you know how many it's going to be? Because it could be hundreds of different options. Correct. So it's almost impossible. Right. And so let's say I don't mm-hmm. give it. And now all of a sudden a patient dies because now they're septic because right. I didn't give them an antibiotic. Yeah, it to took help two them. to three days too and, late. Correct. And okay. so, you Look know, at- you want to have broad spectrum coverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So amoxicillin. Is that one? Yeah, that's a yeah. A lot of the penicillins, pink, the, the pink juice. They call there you them go. All the time, right? Yes. It so, good. Um, so we have a lot of the penicillins that gives good coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to cover gram negatives as well. Um, so there's different antibiotics that doctors are going to prescribe to get good coverage mm-hmm. to cover the gram negatives, the gram positives, the aerobic, the anaerobic bacteria. Amy, he used to live next to strep. Streptococcus. Yeah. <laughs> Who's a neighbor? Streptococcus. Streptococcus was your neighbor, yeah, yeah. and then nice. uh, Staphylococcus, Staphylococcus was my professor. Good in, friends. Good yes, friends. good friends. Is this so, like who's on first, what's on second? It's so close that if we did bacteria, it could take forever. <laughs> yes, it could. But it would be funny. <laughs> it would be funny. Mm-hmm. But the – so going through this process, and if you wipe out your microflora, that mm-hmm. keeps it in check, just like, again, as I mentioned, the spider population keeps insects in check, that – you're going to have this overgrowth of the fungus that's going to start budding and growing. Mm. And so that's a common issue. That's where vaginal yeast infections. So we have oral thrush, which is basically a yeast infection in the mouth. Mm-hmm. You can have it in the vagina. You can have it in your intestinal system. Or it can get into your bloodstream and cause issues. Um, <clears throat> So not only antibiotics do they play a role, and we mentioned steroids. So those are some of the medically induced mm-hmm. um, situations that can create thrush. Um, well, I know, I know. I got I got a good one. What's that? I, I got to say it while I got it. Okay, so if you have a C-section, are you predisposed to thrush? Are you predisposed to thrush with a C-section? Well, you're not going to get the normal colonization that you would have in oral flora, um, as we talked about in previous episodes, by having a C-section. So could it predispose you? Theoretically, yes. All right, but if I, you can't breastfeed? Theoretically, Yes. So if you can't breastfeed or don't do it very long and you have a C-section, predisposed. Possibly. If, he said, if, he if, said uh, theoretically. Theoretically. So well, he again, can say it. I can say it. Can. <laughs> you, you can say it. I can't say it because um, I haven't run the research on it. Yeah. But theoretically, it makes sense that, yes. Yeah. And we absolutely. get an inner ear infection at four months. We give them amoxicillin or whatever. Thrush comes on. Not uncommon. Happens a lot. A lot of babies get it. Right? Yes. And, and it can be a variant of all kinds of things, right? It could Correct. be completely healthy, uh, you know, a vaginal canal and had breastfeeding and everything else, and they still 
could get thrush. They can but still, it's uncommon when they're really healthy. Correct. And so there, there are other things that can, and again, if you create a healthy balance and they're getting the nutrients and the foods that they need yeah. and the microbiome can form the way that it needs to form, yeah. then it's going to keep that fungus in check. So the candida is not going to overgrow. Um, but other situations that can cause it to overgrow is someone that has immune suppression. Right. So people with HIV and AIDS, you know, mm-hmm. their immune system is, is kiboshed by this virus. What if the mother's immune system is somewhat weak before they have the baby? Is there any indicators for that? Not that I know of. Okay. Just, uh, just more of a curiosity. I, I have one point of clarification for me and I think a lot of the listeners. You said um, thrush is fungus. Mm-hmm. It's not a yeast or a mold or a fungus, or are they all the same well, yeast, family? Well, yeast and fungus kind of go together. Right. So yeast is a, it's a form of a fungus. I think people get confused when sure. they hear all of that is which yeah. one is it. Well, it's kind of mm-hmm. the same family. We actually right. talked about that in the first episode when we talked about just probiotics in general. Right. And I had like my favorite WebMD definition or whatever, yeah. and it was like fungus. Fungus is in there as well. Yeah. Yeah, you don't see so, stools, yeah. you know, forming well, I mean, and little. Candida is a budding yeast, and yeah. so it's budding and yeah. kind of forms it as a fungus, yeah. like a cottage cheese. Yeah. So, so yeah, so it looks like cottage cheese back yeah. there. So, you know, going over that in, in the mouth, we want to make sure that you're not overusing mouthwash. That's something that we can do that's yeah. self-induced. So not only medically induced for a treatment that can cause disruption in the microbiome, but using things that. Um, You know, the mouthwash, then the alcohols that go in there. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. And you also think about the toothpaste. That can disrupt the flora in Mm -hmm. the mouth. Um, It's not common for people to get it just using regular toothpaste. However, the mouthwash is really going to go in there and disrupt all the microflora um, by using it way too much. And that can create a situation for thrush, um, a dry mouth. If you have a dry mouth, you're not producing saliva. And that could be due to dehydration. Good point. That can happen. Mm-hmm. So the bacteria aren't able to thrive and the microbiome changes with mm-hmm. dehydration. It's in a drought, so to speak, in the mouth. Um, you can have it because you get uh, stones in your salivary glands. Mm-hmm. You can also have it where you have a condition called Sorgren's syndrome, which is Sorgren's is an autoimmune condition where it actually attacks your uh, secretory glands, such as your salivary glands and your um lacrimal glands that allow you to cry. So they'll, they they get real dry eyes, their mouth is always dry. So that can create a situation for thrush to occur. Um, People that are going through chemotherapy treatment uh, because they have cancer. So Mm -hmm. again, why? Because again, it's suppressing the immune system, just like taking the corticosteroids. And even oral corticosteroid use can cause an issue there. And then lastly is like uncontrolled diabetes. So uncontrolled diabetes, people that are getting too much sugar into the system, these yeasts feed off of sugar, mm-hmm. and that's what they love. And so people that have way too much sugar in their body, it's going to yeah. allow that to overgrow because they're feeding it and Makes feeding sense. it. And if you're feeding, and all you're eating is a bunch of junk food, as we've talked about in the past, mm-hmm. if you're feeding the microbiome junk food, well, then you're going to allow certain bacteria that thrive off of that junk food that are not necessarily hospitable to us, and they, they're not nice to us. Mm-hmm. Um, they become a very poten- potential pathogen causing damage to our body, and this is one of them that the yeast can overgrow because that's what we're feeding on a daily basis. So it starts to crowd out the other healthy bacteria and the things mm-hmm. and viruses. we got healthy viruses and everything mm-hmm. in our body. It's all about balance. So, again, it allows this to overgrow. Mm-hmm. So uncontrolled diabetes is another situation. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes with diaper rash with children, mm-hmm. That can happen. They get diaper rash, and a diaper rash is oftentimes an external candida infection. Huh. Interesting. On the skin. Yeah. So I got I got a, an example. 
and see if it makes sense. So opportunistic overgrowth, right? Mm -hmm. See, that happens when you have a neighbor that never sprays his stinking dandelions. Are we back to the And neighbors? it's an opportunistic overgrowth into your place that you have been spraying and taking care of forever. And it completely destroys it, having a visual that drives you absolutely crazy. You can't sleep at night. And that's why I know what mothers feel like when they see thrush in their child. Interesting. Yep. I really appreciate I that soundbite. It's a dandelion. I think you should maybe put another um, Hall's thing in your mouth. I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> I, my blood's up. That's all I can say. When I think and about the Hall's will cause your... Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> Candida overgrowth in yeah. your mouth. Well, and here's, a, here's an interesting thought. So you mentioned about dandelions and sharing from your neighbors that you necessarily don't want. Um, swapping spit. Kissing somebody. What? And think of... Well, listen to this. This is very interesting. Oh, this is going to be good. Interesting research. There there are some interesting research that, you know, as you talk about, you know, people that have been married for years, they start to look alike, right? (laughs) Uh You start to notice that some people start to look alike over time. And some people that only have pets, people notice that they start to look like their pets. Mm -hmm. Well, they're sharing microbiome. When they're petting, it's when they're touching, weird here. when you're kissing, not that you're kissing your animal, but <laughs> well, you they, know, are. they are. They're licking you, they're so licking some in the mouth. There is, there is that. thoughts that the microbiome gets shared, and they have seen patterns with animals in the household start to share a microbiome with the human. It's very interesting. That is interesting. So that means probiotics for dogs and cats really should be Could considered. Be good thing. It's an interesting thought. That is an interesting I thought. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we it, know quite a bit about thrush. I actually thrush. did and read somewhere online. I read too much, and so this may or may not actually be true. But somebody wrote an article about the fact that kids are healthier if they have if there are also pets in the house, because mm-hmm. pet, the pet right the dog goes right. outside and is in the dirt and gets different like germs and things on them, and then they come in and it's I would assume it's that same thing, right? Like they've got their own set of bacteria and fungus and whatever on them, and the kids have theirs and. They somehow share that mm-hmm. over time in yeah. the house, no matter how clean you are. Right. How, you know. And it's a similar situation that people living on a farm, <laughs> that if they, kids are out there playing the dirt and stuff, mm-hmm. they have a tendency yeah. to have less allergies as opposed to uh, people with helicopter parents that, you know, make them <laughs> sanitize themselves, <laughs> autoclave them so okay. they have no live bacteria <laughs> on them. Over and, over. and, you know, these, these antibacterial soaps, and that causes right. a lot of issues. I mean, look at people's hands during the winter, specifically school teachers, who's constantly doing this antibacterial because yep. they're hook, line, and sinker, yeah. and now it's alcohols and their skin is getting dry. It's starting to crack. Yep. Guess what that's called? Eczema. Oh, that's a, hey, that's, a, hey, wait, that's another show. I think we did, I think I think we we did, did a show yeah. So there's another tie-in with that yeah. and how it all relates. Now, how so do we go through wise. and actually treat this candida? Yeah. So treating candida um, it comes in a couple different forms. One is going to be an antifungal. You know, so often we give an antifungal medication because it's, it's a fungus. So it disrupts the cellular membrane process there and so mm-hmm. the cells mm-hmm. start to die because you're interrupting actually the cholesterol synthesis is where it um, ergosterol is what it's actually well, that, called. Well that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Course, I figured that yeah. Okay, yeah. So basically so it just damages <laughs> the cell membrane so now like basically punct- puncturing holes in your car tire and the car goes flat mm-hmm. and it's done. Yeah, that I like that weekend. explanation. I got the one. A lot better than ergosterols. Ergosterols would get me. Cholesterol production. It actually one up the dandelion story too just so you know. Oh nice. I like that. So that's one. Another one is going to be av- avoiding the offending substances. So sugars, um, you know, if someone has uncontrolled diabetes, because they'll get a lot in their crevices. Mm-hmm. People that are overweight, um, that have diabetes, a lot of times they'll get it underneath the bra. If they're females, they get it underneath the bra line. Mm-hmm. If they're males, they can get it underneath their 
chest. Um, so that's the situation. So getting the immune system healthy. So if someone has HIV, taking the antiretrovirals, or if there's another uh, technique out there that I'm not aware of that has been shown efficacious in the research, basically just boosting the immune system. Um, so avoiding the, the substances in general, you know, the mouthwashes, things like that. And then obviously you want to restore your flora, mm-hmm. right? your, mm-hmm. your microbiota. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, again, that not only deals with bacteria, but also we're learning more and more with how viruses play a role mm-hmm. um, and how different mm-hmm. molds and funguses all play part of this microbiome as a whole, which encompasses all of it. Because mm-hmm. it's all this ecology of everything living together in unison and which ones predominate versus other ones. And it's going to shift. Mm-hmm. But we want to make sure that we get a proper balance of what research shows right now. Mm-hmm. So taking antibiotics, you obviously want to restore your microflora. So taking mm-hmm. a probiotic to restore that is very beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, I do recommend for people, there's been what's called vag packs. So if someone has a candida infection that's a vaginal, they actually can take a probiotic <laughs> and use that. In the same way that it's like a, like an ampule, if you take an antifungal and you mm. put it in the vagina, that mm. is one aspect in which people do for treatment. But they could do that with probiotic. Another option is if it's an oral thrush, it's the same thing. It's an orifice. It's it's moist. It's wet in that area, and that's where the yeast is growing. Mm-hmm. So in the same way, I recommend people with a probiotic is putting it in the mouth and kind of swishing it around and letting it be there, putting it into a liquid form. Uh, if you have, if you start off with a powder base and letting it swish around in there, mm-hmm. um, so it can start to create and it's it, it's start to grow in mm-hmm. the habitat right there. Makes sense. So, following up on that, then in terms of treatments, so one of the things we heard from our mom groups is this idea of like recurrent reinfection or like so the baby gets it, the baby kind of gets over it. They think right, it's maybe breastfeeding, and then it gets it like right right away again, and mm-hmm. so. Is there a different protocol if you're a mother and a, and a baby and you're breastfeeding, like, so they're not supposed to breastfeed for so long? Or, so, so or is it really that they're not it? getting reinfected? It's just a function of their yeah. overall immune system is down, That's and so they're point. just more susceptible? You know what I mean? Like, is there, I guess, is there a way to think about that in a different a different the way? The answer is this? yes to all of it. <laughs> um, because That's the reality funny. is, is that they could have a suppressed immune system. I mean, their infants, their immune system is just not developing and is getting used to this new environment. Or, you know, if they were born via C-section, they may not have the normal microflora um, and the microbiome established there that needs to. Mm -hmm. Um, Breastfeeding provides a a great boost for the immune system. So breastfeeding is huge when it comes to that. And also you're swallowing and you're getting moisture in there and you don't have the dry mouth, so it can eliminate the dry mouth. So it just depends, though, because there's other things that could be going on. Uh, maybe the mother's eating too much sugar, and that's translating into the breast milk that can allow it to grow. If the child had thrush, seemed to go away, but now we're getting a resurgence of it. So it's not that it necessarily even went away. It just it was diminished enough that you couldn't see it. It's kind of like cancer. We talk about cancer and five-year survival rates. Why do we say five years? Because it takes five years. If we got one cell, it takes five years for it to, po- to be to the point that it's visible to us oh, interesting. with our current imaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's why we have these five-year survival rates. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. I mean, you're not going to notice uh, a little patch of candida starting to grow on a microscopic level. Right. And so it's happening. We, it progresses over correct. time. Yeah. Yeah. It starts it progressing sense. over time. So yeah. it, each case is specifically independent um, that you have to look at that uh, with each person. Well, okay. I'll tell you one, one cutesy thing, only because um, every time I interviewed one of the docs on my radio programs of the past decades ago, 
the Mexican docs would always tease because they'd always say, you wimpy Americans can't handle anything. Mm -hmm. And they would, you know, they talk about Montezuma's uh, revenge when you go down to Mexico. And the issue is we do sometimes mothers and everything spend so much time cleaning, cleaning, cleaning that the kid actually never develops a good enough immune system to be able to tolerate a lot of things in life. And so the Mexican docs specifically would always joke whenever I was interviewing them on their specialty, they always come back around about how weak our immune systems are, but we're producing it by not allowing, apparently, all the neighbors to kiss each other. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> there it is. Okay. I thought you were going to say the dandelions to kiss each other. No, so like no, they're different. everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> we have a little side story on diaper rash. Do we? I, yes. I, so, <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, with Shut diaper up. rash, something that I would do with my children is I would use um, some of the diaper rash creams and get that on there. But I actually will drop the probiotic in there when I put that on there to reestablish normal flora. Because, again, when I mentioned people with type 2 diabetes and the skin and getting it underneath, like if they're female, getting it underneath the breast, because mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's laying on top of each other, right. the skin is, mm -hmm. creates a moist, warm environment and mm -hmm. allows this fungus to start to grow. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Think about a diaper in a child that hasn't yeah. been changed. Sure. It's a moist environment because mm -hmm. right. they're wetting themselves. Yeah. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's allows mm -hmm. that moisture and the heat to be trapped and allows candida to start to overgrow. And specifically, if they're getting too much sugar into their system, then they're urinating that out, mm -hmm. um, possibly, and then allowing that to grow again. So That's a good what idea, I do though. is yeah, I actually I would actually take the diaper rash cream, you know, whether it was zinc oxide or whatever, and then put actually the probiotic on there and rub that very cream wise. on and then it was gone. Bonus footage. Excellent idea. Bonus yeah. footage from Dr. Bentley. Okay, I Dr. Love Bentley. It. <laughs> Thanks Thank so you. much. Always appreciate it. My pleasure. Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger. Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts. For the well-being of yours. That's right. Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com. 